authority over all of the power of the enemy, King Jesus. I bind the spirit of fear in my life in Jesus' name. I bind every spirit of anxiety and restlessness in Jesus' name. I rebuke the spirit of uneasiness and panic in Jesus' name. May the Holy Spirit empower us and strengthen our trust and reliance in you. May the Holy Spirit help us to be bold and courageous in the midst of a chaotic world. Lord Jesus, move within our lives and our homes and remove the spirit of fear and instead fill us with love, hope, faith, and peace. Father God, we hold on to your word in Zephaniah 3, verse 17, which says, The Lord your God is in your midst a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt you with loud singing. You are indeed in our midst, Lord Jesus. And when you are with us, we already have the victory. We are triumphant. Romans chapter 8 verse 37 says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I declare that I am more than a conqueror in Jesus' name. Because of Jesus Christ, I have no fear of the future. I do not fear tomorrow or the unknown because my life is in your hands, Lord Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, I will not give into the spirit of fear. I will not surrender to anxiety or worry. In Jesus' name I pray. Give me the grace, Lord, to continue growing in faith and trust. Help me, King Jesus, to experience true freedom and liberty from fear. Help me to not fear the threat posed by my enemies. Psalms 35 verse 1 to 3 says, Plead my cause, O Lord, with those who strive with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for my help. Also draw out the spear and stop those who persecute me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. I look to you, Lord Jesus, to fight my battle. I look to you, Lord Jesus, to prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Contend for me, King Jesus. May your angels have charge over me and keep me in all of my ways. I thank you in advance for the victory over every spirit that is not of you. I praise you in advance for peace beyond understanding. Let there be a calmness and assuredness within me, knowing that you are a God who has continually shown your power and your strength. You are a God who has never lost a battle, and you will not start now. I bless your name because of your faithfulness. You are my light and my salvation. There is nothing and no one whom I shall fear. You are Lord Jesus, the strength of my life. May your peace guard my heart. Thank you for listening to this prayer. 
be glorified forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Joshua chapter 24 From verse 14 The Bible says Now therefore fear the Lord Serve him in sincerity and in truth And put away the gods which your fathers served On the other side of the river and in Egypt Serve the Lord And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In this passage of scripture, Joshua made a choice. He made a decision for his home. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua made the choice that his household would serve only one God. He decided that his household would worship Jehovah. His house would worship Elohim. El Shaddai, Yahweh, the Most High God. Joshua made a choice that he will allow no idol to be served in his home. No unclean spirit would have room to enter his home. Joshua understood that Jesus Christ is the head of the house. Jesus Christ has ruling authority over his home. The presence of God is resident in his home. Now verse 16 to 18 says, So the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is he who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the people through whom we passed and the Lord drove out from before us all the people including the Amorites who dwelt in the land, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. And so today, in our own lives, in our own homes, will you stand and say, Far be it from me and my family, that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Will you Remember where the Lord has brought you out from. Will you remember the bondage that he has delivered you from? Will you remember the great signs and wonders 
that the Lord has performed throughout your life? Will you remember how he has preserved you and kept you over the years and how he continues to do so? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will invite Jesus Christ to be the unseen guest at every meal. We will invite his presence to saturate our home. We will invite Jesus Christ to be the silent listener to every conversation. And it's with this understanding that we should pray. We're praying for God's blessing over our places of residence. We're praying for safety and peace within our homes. We're praying for a spiritual cleansing by the blood of Jesus Christ. There should be no room for any evil spirits in our homes as children of God. And now, let us pray. King Jesus, we bow before you today, the one who is risen, the one who sits in glory at the right hand of the Father. We ask you today, Lord, to rule in our lives as King. Rule in our homes. May your presence have dominion in my home. May your will be done in my house, Lord. May your name be adored. May your name be praised and worshipped in my home. Have your way, Lord. May your blessings rain down on my place of residence. I seek your counsel in each decision that I make, Father. There is a lot of thought, a lot of energy and time required to create a home. And even then, a home is not complete unless it is built on your word, unless it is built on your presence or on the foundation that is Jesus Christ. I pray that you give me wisdom, Lord, to make good decisions within my home, decisions that are wise and help me to sustain my home for many years. I pray that you give me and my family a spirit of forgiveness so that we can show mercy to one another, so that we can be understanding to each other. Holy Spirit, help me to make Jesus Christ the highest priority inside my home. Help me, Holy Spirit, and keep me alert so that I may be vigilant against every evil spirit that may try to disrupt the peace that you have given me. I pray that my home be a place that exalts your holy name, Lord. I pray that my home will be an example of a Christ-centered home. May your presence create a spirit of love, kindness, humility and worship in my home. Have your way, Lord, and instill godly values in my home. Secure my home, Father. Keep me safe 
and keep my family safe. Whether it's at night or it's early in the morning, may you always be near, watching over me, covering me and protecting me. 1 Samuel chapter 25 verse 6 says, And thus you shall say to him who lives in prosperity, Peace be to you, peace be to your house, and peace to all that you have. I pray that you will establish my home as I hold on to your promises. May peace reign over my house. May the word of God have the final authority in my home. A peace that is beyond all understanding will rule my house. Arguments and division will not have any room in my home. Holy Spirit, help me so that my home may be one that acknowledges, values and treasures your name, your ways and your word. Lord, you are welcome in my house. May you pour out your grace and mercy on this place. May the blood of Jesus Christ protect me today, tomorrow and always. May you send your angels to always guard my home. You are a holy God who is faithful and worthy to be praised. I trust and believe that you have heard my prayer. I bless your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. As children of God, our bodies are the dwelling places for the Holy Spirit. So you might ask just what happens when you accept this and you yield to it. Well, I want you to imagine your body as a physical house. The Holy Spirit knocks on the front door. You let him in. You make him feel welcome. You give him access to every room. And now, the Holy Spirit begins to move all throughout the house. Into each and every room. He comes to one door. This door is called the heart. He goes in and begins to work. He begins to remove the clutter. He begins to remove the idols. He removes the names of every single person who's ever hurt you. He removes the scars left by everyone who's ever betrayed you. He begins to dress up and adorn this room called the heart. He takes away all those old ornaments called anxiety and worry. And he adds a brand new measure of faith. Then he sprinkles some peace and joy all over the place. And he places the fruit of love there. The fruit of patience is there. And the fruit of self-control. 
And just before he leaves the room, he lights a fire. He lights a fire for Jesus Christ in this room called your heart. Then he goes upstairs and he enters a room called the mind. In here, he finds a table filled with corrupt thoughts. This table has thoughts of lust on it, prideful thoughts, hateful thoughts. And then he gets to work in this room called the mind. He begins to repaint it. He puts a fresh coat of the word of God. He begins to put filters on the windows and the doors. Filters that will alert you when something unclean is attempting to enter this room. Overall, the Holy Spirit works all throughout this house of yours to bring about a renewed way of living, a godly way of living, a way of life that strives to be more like Jesus Christ each and every day. I pray that this illustration will help you to understand just how vital it is for us to yield to the Holy Spirit. It is so important for us as believers to live our lives knowing that what 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 says, it's true. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So you must mind how you live. Mind what you do with your body. Mind who you give your body to. Because the Bible says, you are not your own. And so once again, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. Now let's join together in prayer. Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. We welcome the Holy Spirit into our lives. We open the doors to our hearts, minds, and souls, and we give full access to the Holy Ghost. May he operate as he sees fit. May he help us in the areas that we desperately need assistance with. I pray that the Holy Spirit would work to renew our minds so that we may have the mind of Christ. I pray that the Holy Spirit would continue to push us so that we may be in right standing with the Lord. May his voice be an ever-present reminder that convicts us of sin. And then leads us to repentance. Holy Spirit, as we yield and as we welcome you into our lives and into our homes, may you work within us so that we can bear good fruit. Help us to grow in faith. Help us to grow in character so that we can resemble Jesus Christ more and more. Galatians 5 Verses 22 through 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. 
May the work of the Holy Spirit be evident in my life. I surrender to you, Holy Spirit. May you uncover every hidden thing in my life that is holding me back. May you sever the cords that are binding me to anything that I should let go of. Remove every evil intention from my heart. Remove all that is unclean so that I can present my life and my body as a living sacrifice to Jesus Christ. The Bible in Romans 12 verses 1 and 2 It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Holy Spirit. May you lead me in this life. I present my body to you. I want to be holy and acceptable. So please teach me how to dedicate my entire being, my mind, my heart, my soul. Teach me how to dedicate those things to the Lord. Work within me so that I can present myself as a living sacrifice well-pleasing to God. And I'm asking you to help me get rid of any of the baggage from this world that I've carried over into my life. Help me, Holy Ghost, to get rid of all the superficial values and customs from this world. And instead, I pray that through the word of God, you would convict my heart and challenge me to do better. Through your word, Lord Jesus, may the Holy Spirit correct me, advise me, and teach me. Illuminate the word of God for me, Holy Spirit, because I want to see the truth. I want to know the difference between the truth that comes from God and the deception that we encounter in this world. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Holy Ghost, train me in righteousness. Teach me how to live in conformity to God's will. Help me to follow God's will both publicly and privately. Help me to behave honorably with personal integrity and with moral courage. Be with me, Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, be with me always. Father, I thank you for hearing this prayer. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amos 3 verse 3 says, Can two walk together unless they are agreed? Now this is an interesting Bible verse that brings a number of things to mind. 
Everyone you walk with, there's some level of relationship. Everything you walk with, there is also a purpose to. And if you look in the lives of men and women today, you'll find that people walk in agreement with different kinds of people. Some choose to walk with those who are ambitious and career-driven. Some choose to hold on to childhood friends, even though their lives are heading in very different directions. Others choose to walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example. But here's the thing. There are others who choose to walk with their heads held high. They are proud of what they've achieved, proud of their accomplishments and their success. Then there are those who choose to walk with their heads looking down. They are ashamed of the past. They are ashamed and scarred even by what they've done. And at the core of all these examples, I'm trying to provoke you. I'm trying to challenge you to look at yourself and do an assessment. Who are you walking with? Who are you in the presence of? Or for some, what are you walking with? And carrying around. There's a man in the Bible named Enoch. And the amazing thing that we're told about this man. Is that he walked with God. Imagine being known for walking with God. The Bible in Genesis 5 verses 22 through 24 says. Enoch walked with God. After he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Enoch were 365. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Twice were told the words, Enoch walked with God. When you expand your reading and really try to understand what the Bible means by Enoch walked with God, you'll find that the Bible is telling us that Enoch walked in habitual fellowship with God. Enoch also walked with God in reverent fear and obedience. So for the believer in today's world, we live in a world that's sinful, a world that glorifies sin. It's spiritually dark and morals are, well, they're out the window. Pleasure, pride, and selfish gain those are the primary things that determine a lot of people's actions. Now you may wonder, as we live in such a world, how can you and I walk with the Lord? How can we walk with Him in habitual fellowship? How can we walk with Him in obedience? The Bible tells us to repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. It tells us to seek first the kingdom of God, and all his righteousness. The Bible tells us not to walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. So in order for us to truly walk with the Lord, we need to turn our backs on the world and on what it has to offer. We need to turn away from things, turn away from anything, that sidetracks you from walking with Jesus. 
turn away from everything that tries to derail you from walking with Jesus. Turn away from sin and walk with Jesus. Now let's pray. Lord Jesus, I praise you. I give you glory and I bow my heart before you. Father, I choose to walk with you. I choose to follow you. May you order my steps and guide me. Help me to walk by faith, not by sight. I want to live my life in a manner that's consistent and confident in your promises, Lord. Psalm 119 verse 133 says, Keep steady my steps according to your promise and let no iniquity get dominion over me. Oh, Father, I ask you, please steady my steps, God. And I want it to be according to your promise, according to your purpose. Father, don't let any sin, any iniquity, anything that has come down through my bloodline. Lord, please don't let any of those things hinder me or gain dominion over me. Father, I only want you as Lord over my life. So I pray that I may walk in your grace, King Jesus. Establish me and lead my every step according to your word and your will. Father, have mercy on me. And don't allow me to be overcome by sin or overcome by temptation. 